LeeTDickey.com. What's going on, everybody? Lee Dickey here. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast, a special bonus show, a special Christmas and holiday episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast. Of course, as I said, I am your host, Lee Dickey. And today, again, I am joined by Robert Solomon of This Uncanny Earth to talk about anything and everything Christmas. He talks about working retail through the holidays. He is from Ohio, from the States, and Christmas falls right in line with Thanksgiving there as they have Thanksgiving towards the end of November and Christmas is about four weeks after that. So he talks about working retail around Thanksgiving and Christmas. We also talk his favorite Christmas songs, favorite Christmas movies, his traditions that his family and friends have around the holidays and around this time of year. It was a total blast. It's an extra long episode. We go nearly an hour and a half, maybe even a little bit more, but I hope you guys enjoy this episode. It was a real pleasure to talk to Robert again about Christmas and the holidays and his traditions and all the fun he has out there in Ohio. Of course, you can follow Robert Solomon and This Uncanny Earth on Spreaker, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I will post as many links as I can find to This Uncanny Earth and Robert Solomon down in the description below. Go follow them. But now that you know where to find Robert Solomon, my guest, and his show, This Uncanny Earth, I'm going to tell you where you can find me, yours truly, Lee Dickey, and the Beats and Speaks podcast. Of course, the Beats and Speaks podcast releases new episodes every single Friday at midnight Eastern time on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, my official website, LeeTDickey.com, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Please do like, comment, share, and subscribe. Find us on YouTube as well under Lee Dickey TV. Please do rate us five stars as it helps us climb in the rankings, which helps us produce more content and more episodes as I enjoy and love doing this show for you all. If you'd like to be a guest on a future episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast, please do email me at leetdickey, that's L-E-I-G-H-T-D-I-C-K-E-Y at gmail.com and we can set something up so you and I can have a good old-fashioned conversation and you can find yourself and hear yourself on a future episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast. Everyone's got a story. I just want to help them tell it. So if you got something you want to say and you want a show to be on, hit me up and we'll get you on the Beats and Speaks podcast. Again, as I said, new episodes of the Beats and Speaks podcast go live every single Friday at midnight Eastern time. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. Leave us reviews. You can leave reviews on iTunes and your favorite podcast app and platform of choice. You can also leave reviews on my official Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Lee T. Dickey. And you can leave reviews on the official Beats and Speaks podcast landing page on my official website, LeeTDickey.com. And of course, I'll feature those reviews on my official website, LeeTDickey.com, front and center, as well as read them out right here on the Beats and Speaks podcast. All right, now that all the housekeeping is out of the way, and you know where to find my guest this week, Robert Solomon, as well as me, yours truly, Lee Dickey, and the Beats and Speaks podcast, let's get into the main event. Let's get into the real salt and pepper, the why you are here. Robert Solomon and I talking all about the holidays, talking all about Christmas, and having a, an absolute blast right here on the Beats and Speaks podcast. This is Robert Solomon from This Uncanny Earth. 
And you're listening to the holiday episodes of the Beats and Speaks podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to another episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast. Of course, I am your host, Lee Dickey, and I am lucky enough to share a Wi-Fi connection again, have this guy come back again. I don't know whether it's because he enjoyed his first time here, or he really likes me, or it just could be the fact that he likes self-torture, but I'm joined by this uncanny earth, Robert Solomon for his second appearance on the Beats and Speaks podcast. And today we're going to talk all about Thanksgiving, Christmas, the holidays, because we're getting into that time of year. So Robert Solomon, Robert, good sir, thank you for joining me once again on the Beats and Speaks podcast. Happy to be here. It was a pleasure last time we had such good uh, good online or on-air chemistry, I should say. Then you came on uh, my show and it was fantastic. So I figure why not, man. Let's 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 do another round, and then I'll probably have you on for another round in the middle of December, and we'll talk about holidays on my show, and we'll rock and we'll roll, man. It's it's good uh, it's good synergy we got, and uh, you know I couldn't ask for uh, for a more fun time. I enjoy being on the show, and that's why I came back. Well, I appreciate the fact that you came back, and you came back this time to talk the holidays. Now, Robert is from Ohio, and the thing about and as you all know, I live in Canada, and I produce this show out of Toronto, Canada. The thing about the States and Canada, when it comes to one of the big holidays, or at least one of the big holidays in the States, is that Thanksgiving is at the end of November, or at least around there. And it's probably, would you say it's bigger than Christmas? Uh, no, there's nothing that's bigger than Christmas in in the in the states maybe maybe the fourth of july but i would say christmas is the biggest and and the reason being is that it's such a retail uh centered holiday which as a man who's worked retail for many many years it's it's a good and bad thing i don't mind it um after black friday because you know it's guaranteed work you're going to be putting in some long hours but you're going to be getting a halfway decent paycheck but uh the whole stories being open on Thanksgiving now is crazy. Now, in Canada, Thanksgiving already happened, right? Thanksgiving, yeah, Thanksgiving is about the second, I think it's the second Monday in October. And it's not as big, honestly, it's not as big as the as Thanksgiving in the States. Because mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you've ever been to, like, New York, or you've ever been to, like, a Macy's or something. But the, one of the big things for me around this time of the year and it really kicks it into high gear for me as we get closer to Christmas and the holidays is the fact that like the Macy's Day Parade, I think mm-hmm. is aired on NBC. And that's like, that's the thing that kicks it into gear for me other than like Toronto's own Santa Claus Parade. But I think in the States, like they do Thanksgiving right. You guys get what, like three, four, unless you're working at retail, you probably get like three, four up to a week off. And you get to spend it with your families and just eat a whole bunch of bird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, usually it starts, the festivities usually, usually start Wednesday night um, because it's off work. So it's party time, right? So you're you're off work Wednesday. You're like, man, it's about to be a great weekend unless you work retail. Shout out to all my retail workers. I feel your pain. Um, so Wednesday night, you know, you might have a little little drink here, a little drink there. Get up, watch the Macy's uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade. Something I've never actually watched, sat down and actually watched. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. There, I, I, it's one of those things to me that I would like to be there to see it. 
But uh, watching it on TV, I don't think it has the same effect. I know some people like it. I like it for the floats. That's the best part. I could do without all the commentators and all that and all the, like, I don't know if they still have, like, singers that do songs and all that. I don't really watch it. I'm usually too busy getting ready to go to family that day. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Thanksgiving is pretty big in the States um, because after that, during, like, I think noon or one, they start the Thanksgiving Day football games. And so they'll have, like, four – it's either, like – it's like three or four, two, three or four games. Three or yeah. four games. Yeah, it's like last, three or four games. Like all day from like noon to like ten o'clock. Yeah, um, and sometimes they'll have like a Christmas story. We'll start playing twenty four hours. They'll do twenty four hours of it. I don't think they do it anymore. I think they do it just on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. But they do it. They used to do it on Thanksgiving. So they got a lot of cool stuff coming up, man. That's when I really uh, kick into high gear on Christmas is the day after Thanksgiving. So. Yeah, I think that's when. Most people do out in the States. I mean, for me, I think about it 365 days a year. Uh, there is no cap or there, there is no such thing as not thinking about it 365 days a year for me. I am legally allowed to, and I will. There's <laughs> a, a funny story about um, like Christmas and Halloween. I'm going to mash these two together but last year for <clears throat> halloween if you guys want to listen to the full episode it's in the archives uh it i think it's episode 43 of the beats and speaks podcast but if you want to listen to it it's the story of how i dressed up as santa claus for halloween last year and <laughs> people got angry i mean there were some people that <clears throat> got the joke and they were they were cool with it because i i got all done up. I had a Santa hat on. I had a uh, that there's an RV Christmas vacation sweater. And I decided, you know what? This is funny. It's hilarious. And you can't tell me it isn't because it is. And I put some thought into it. And I just want to have some fun. So I went out in public with the Christmas sweater on and that Santa hat. And people got so <laughs> angry. They got so they got so ticked off at me, and I was just like, you really missing the point here, aren't you? I don't like my holidays mashed up. I like to keep them separated. Yeah, I mean, I think it's hilarious. If I saw someone dressed in a Santa Claus outfit um, for Halloween, I, I'd laugh. It, it would be it'd be hilarious, in my opinion. <laughs> well, I thought, like, you know, a lot of people, some people thought it was funny, and they got the joke, but a lot of people were like, you know what, like, you're early. What are you doing? You're not. You're missing the point. It's going directly. Right. It's going directly over your head, man. Like today, this is <laughs> today. This is a Halloween costume. Tomorrow, this is just seasonally acceptable holiday clothing. They don't get it, man. They well, don't get it. No, there's nothing I can do about it. But getting back to Thanksgiving for a second, like what? Do, what do you guys do in Ohio, or at least in your household, when it comes to Thanksgiving? So. What I what I usually do and what a lot of people do is go to go to um, <clears throat> family. I go to a, I go to my parents because uh, I don't cook on Thanksgiving. I don't. I've never cooked on Thanksgiving. That's a good rule because yeah, it's it's such a it's it's such a long and arduous process. I watch my dad make the turkey and I mean he's on it. He's on like because he, he has to consistently watch the stove, watch what's on the stove. What's I mean it's a fantastic meal. And, uh, you know, it's crazy. Like my, my, my dad always says, um, you know, it took me so many, so, so long to make it, so many hours to make it. And it only takes a half hour to eat it. 
you know, or yeah. you know, like twenty minutes to eat it. So it's gone like that, but it takes forever to prepare. You spend but like it's, two it's days. Fantastic. You, you spend like two days trying to make the thing, or even longer than that. Right. Like you probably spend right. maybe like a month or two planning Thanksgiving, if not more, and then like two days watching the turkey, basting it, stuffing it mm-hmm. full of you know garlic butter or whatever you wish, and then you stick that out as the centerpiece on the Thanksgiving table. Yes, sir. And, it, and it's, depending on how many people you have, it's gone within like a half an hour. Yeah, we usually have, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, about six people, maybe a seventh, depending on if we get a straggler. I've had uh, friends come over for years that I've had to work Black Friday, and I'm like, listen, man, I know you can't go home with your folks. Come through, um, get a plate to eat, and then I'll see you like two in the morning. Yeah. Come Friday. So that's happened. Um, we usually sit around and, and, uh, drink a little bit before dinner. Not too much, not go too crazy with it. Uh, watch different shows. I I usually get over there like pre afternoonish about 11 o'clock because I have to get ready and you gotta, you gotta look good when you go over to family's house for Thanksgiving. Gotta look, gotta look better than you normally look. In my opinion, you gotta kind of show up a little bit, dress up a little bit. It's a holiday. You get to dress to impress Um, a little bit. What'd you say? You get a dress to impress a little bit? A little bit. A little bit. Not not so much to impress the family, but just to be like, you know, it's a good day. You know, it's a great day. Um, I want to show up looking my best on, on a holiday where I'm just going to sit inside somebody's house and eat. <laughs> like, we're not even going anywhere. We're, we're going to get dressed in our Sunday best, and I'm just going <laughs> to stuff my face. Yeah, and so then we'll eat. We eat usually around 2, 33 o'clock and get all stuffed up. And then go ahead and have some pie, usually pumpkin pie. Uh, some they have apple every now. I'm not an apple pie fan. I don't. I don't like fruit pies, save for blueberry, which I love. Which I would wish they would get a blueberry pie one of these years, but uh, I don't think blueberries are in season. So, <clears throat> and that's a, that's the thing about pies; they have to be in season. But uh, but yeah, usually have some pumpkin pie. Maybe watch a couple of the games. Maybe somebody nods off to sleep from the tryptophan that's in the turkey. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, go home about 7 or 8 o'clock and uh, go to bed usually around 9 or 10 and then get up real early and try to get out for Black Friday. And by really early, I'm not talking 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm talking like 7 o'clock. I'm not, I'm not getting up early. I don't need a TV that's going to break a year from now. You know, I, I'll save money and then I'll go get a TV that actually will last me multiple, multiple years. Not some chintzy TV that nobody knows where it's made and it doesn't even have a brand name on it. And so. secretly, it's just a display model that they're trying to get rid of. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, that's you're not wrong to just put it in another box. Yeah. I mean, people don't care. Here in the States, I don't know if it's like this in Canada, but it's the Best Buys, I don't know if they still do this. It's been a couple of years since I've been up that way, but... Um, one of the best buys there that was that was close to where I used to live, they would have tents for like a week outside the store waiting to get in. Like people would let's do go that? camping at the best buy. Yeah, yeah. Like I, it, it 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 made me angry, man. I'm like, what are you doing? Like you are really hyped up to get this old generic TV or to get whatever deal there is. And what I really like uh, that has changed so much from from that time to now. Is that you can get those deals online, which is a lifesaver uh-huh. for a lot of folks. Um, I mean, they, of course, they have what's called the doorbuster, which is that item that is super cheap, that's normally expensive, and people clobber each other to get it. 
there's nothing, Lee, in, that I need unless the bank starts giving out money on Black Friday in the early morning, which I'll gladly wait in line for. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's nothing material I need uh, to get up that early for. You know, there really isn't to fight a bunch of crowds because you go out at about seven o'clock. There's it's still it's still pretty packed. Places are packed, but you avoid the, that crazy super rush that happens right at the beginning. You get folks that are out for breakfast. It, it, it's I don't mind doing it. And I, and let me say something, too, to the audience out there. Uh, anybody that's going Black Friday shopping in the States, I don't know how they do it in Canada, be respectful and be courteous. Be good people to the retail workers. They didn't get to see their families very much over this holiday, over the holiday weekend coming up. And they probably have to work Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So, you know, give them some respect. Treat them well. They deserve that. They, they bust their tail to make sure you folks get your deals. So, you know, try your best to be to be on your best behavior. That's all that's all I'm going to say about that. Well, I know that here in Canada, we adopted like Black Friday from the States. And it's not I don't know whether it's as crazy as some of the media outlets make it seem. Well, it's not as crazy here because, you know, they open the doors and Canadians just walk through. Like orderly people instead of bum nicely, bum yeah instead of Pardon me. bum rushing me. the instead of bum rushing the door for a cheap like Ugh. coffee maker that's probably worth fifty cents. <laughs> you know, it's I know one of the the craziest things that I remember. I was about oh, 15, 16 years old, and we have Boxing Day up here, which is the day after Christmas, the twenty sixth. Yeah, yep, I knew that, and um. We, I, it's they've pretty much extended that for maybe a week or two. So at some points, maybe the entire month of December, just because it's you know more people and the need for well, not the need for things, but the insatiable sort of yearning for things. materialism. Yeah, the the yearning for things and the sheer like demand of people, they kind of had to extend it. But I remember I was probably 15, 16, and I, I went, I think it was to an EB game. And, oh, nice. And I remember, I can't remember what I wanted to get or what I did end up buying, but I remember just going into the EB games and thinking to myself, this is not worth it. Because it was just rammed to the door. I was like, I'm going to buy this, and we're going home. That's it. I'm done. I'm never going Boxing Day shopping, Boxing Week shopping, Black Friday shopping. I'm never doing this again. Even though we're orderly here in Canada, and we're polite uh, when it comes to holiday shopping and things like that, it's still, you know, we have a lot of people that live in this country, and it's, they, you know, everybody likes a deal, right? Right. Um... Now, see, the, like I said, the good thing about about uh, as time has progressed is what I like to call uh, the the online Black Friday, and you have two of those actually, believe it or not. So, like Best Buy and stuff, because I <clears throat> when I look for games now, um, if they don't have them in store, I can go online and get them same price, which I which I love. Um, and then there's Cyber Monday, which is also awesome because you get to, you get to peruse the web for hot deals which is very awesome because you could stay home in your pajamas drink your coffee um just relax with your family 
Usually folks are have gone back to work on Monday, but that's the day a lot of us retail folks would get off. So that's the day a lot of us would do our shopping and do our shopping online. Um, sometimes we would do our shopping on Black Friday while we were working. That's a, that's a retail secret, but nobody cares. People do it. I did it. I know other folks did it. I'm not going to tell you who, but I know. Yeah. Um, that's but, the thing. Robert, uh, Robert's got the hookup. He's just not going to give away like, the trade yeah, secret. I can't. I can't. I can't do that to my people. Um, <clears throat> and everybody knows they did it anyway, so it's not that really that big of a deal. Because there would be times when it would be slow. So, like, <clears throat> I used to work at Sears um, way back. Do they, they even exist in the no, States anymore? Yeah. So, the one I worked at closed in 2017. I worked there a little bit before they closed, like right up until. And um, <clears throat> there's one left that I know of, and that is in North Ken, which is which is like northeast Ohio area, um, kind of close to Akron, if anybody knows where Akron is, and, and kind of close to Cleveland, probably an hour away from Cleveland, I would say. Mm-hmm. But uh, <clears throat> that one's still there, but half of it got turned into a Dave & Buster's because they used to be two floors. Right. But at the store I worked at, it was one. And so <clears throat> the store would – so our Black Friday was basically Thanksgiving, the one year. The one year I went in, I had to go in at like 6 o'clock because I always told them, give me that Thanksgiving Day shift. Yeah. Like I would work 6 to, to – it was like 6 to 6. They would have us do 12-hour shifts mm-hmm. and uh, 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., which I didn't mind. I don't mind working that kind of weird night owl shift for that one. Because then I got to go home at six when the second rush came in. But that first rush at six, yeah, man, people stepping over each other, trash in the place. Um, come about two, I won't even say two. I would say come about one a.m. Couldn't see anybody. There was nobody there. You'd have a couple scragglers. That'd be time when you clean up and kind of hang out for a bit and and uh, eat the pizza that'd get you in the break room and kind of hang out. And uh, that's when I would do a little bit of light shopping for some folks. Get my stuff then. Have it rung out. Because then come about uh, about four or five, five, you get your second kind of start. People start getting up, start coming in. And then by six, you got people swamping in. And then, then I go home. Go home and uh, usually go to sleep or go back to my my uh, my folks' house and kind of uh, hang out for that Black Friday and just kind of stay out of the way. Because at the time, I was living in that retail area yeah. in, a, in a, some apartments, probably like, five minutes away from work so i didn't want to go back to to the house because getting to there was such a disaster it would take you at least a half hour to get to where you needed to get to because of traffic i could take a back way out and and head out so yeah it was uh it was quite hectic but then there'd be times that it would die down the thing about sears though the last black friday i worked um thanksgiving slash black friday it was dead for hours and i was like yeah this is a key sign and then when i left i came back just to shop a black friday it was like the last black friday they had mm. came back for like one of their last black fridays and well, it, it was, was dead it was it was dead, it was dead. i mean do you think that just basically has to do with the fact that people were moving to more online shopping at that point well here's the thing eddie lampert the guy who who owns sears kmart he the uh he ran the country – or the country. <laughs> he ran the company into the ground. And some people say it's so that once the uh, – because Sears owns most of the buildings that they were housed in. Mm-hmm. So he picked Sears and Kmart. So he would pick them up. Then he could turn around and flip them 
when they went bankrupt and make a profit. A lot of people thought that's what he was doing, which is apparent because a lot of stores are going, Kmart's are gone, um, Sears are gone. So uh, we think he did that. And it was because they did not adapt to the online model soon enough. It was too late. Yeah. By the time they were getting uh, really into the online business aspect of it, companies like Walmart, Amazon, trying to think of another big chain here in the States, Target. Target, yeah, places like that were already, had already adopted into online. They knew that was the future. Either uh, Eddie didn't know that it was the future or he knew it was, but he wanted to tank the company. And I'll tell you a quick funny story about this guy. Mm-hmm. So I was at work one day, and I was—I I looked him up online. I was like, let me see, because he's the owner of the company. I want to know who who basically owns my job, more or less. And uh, he once got kidnapped and talked his way out of the kidnapping. I, well, I mean, he's got to be a solid He's got to be a solid gold salesman at that point. But yeah, like, he's, you, he's a venture capitalist. How, how do you talk yourself out of a kidnapping? Right. Well, he's a venture capitalist, so he has money. Like he's, he knows how to flip it. And it's not like I'm not getting on some tangent about capitalism or anything like that. That's not. Mm. That's that's not even the thing. It's just you know, if you know what a venture capitalist is, they have they have money because they do a lot of you know <clears throat> different things with with properties and investments, things like that. So they have money. You know, he's one of those guys that. Which, which I would like to be, not in terms of the, the, the horrible things he did with the business, but he has money, but no, like he could walk right downtown somewhere and nobody would just fan out and be like, oh my God, it's, it's Henry Lambert. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wouldn't mind having that kind of money um, <clears throat> because then I could help a lot of folks travel, do that sort of thing, but nobody would know who I was, which is fine. You know, I don't, I don't want the fame. The fame is, is, is just kind of when you can't walk outside of your house for 15 minutes without getting, People taking pictures of you right and left. I'm good on that one. Let's let's take a um, selfie. No, I just want to get tube socks. Right. I'm just man. Listen, I'm just here to buy a taco. I don't want to get bothered right now. I want to eat my taco in peace. Yeah, um, but yeah. So I think because they did not adopt the online aspect of shopping, like they they you know, like I said, either they didn't see it or they did, and he just wanted to tank the company. Mm. Um, they adopted it too late. By the time that they really had it in full swing. Stores were already closing, and <clears throat> there was a certain person they would bring in to close stores. Mm. And uh, a buddy of mine, he saw the the store closing manual in the system. That was never in the system. Um, like we had a system that would pull signs to be printed out. So like every Sunday you would set an ad, which means to put the ad out and put the signs in the in these are like plastic slots. And uh, he saw the bro the the manual for how to close a store. Mm-hmm. So he knew, and then come to find out um, that that happened. But uh, but he, to get back to the holidays, usually what I would do on Wednesday nights yeah. of of before before Thanksgiving, which would be the twenty sixth, you would have to set the ad, and that would start usually at store would close at nine. We wouldn't get out of there till two or three in the morning. You go home. It's pretty much already Thursday. You know, you get home at two or three, you're still kind of awake. So you might get to bed at six. You got to turn on and be up at 11 to be, to bowl. usually with me, I had to be up about nine or 10 so that I could get ready, get to family. You, I would stay, I would eat, 
then I would have to leave again at about 4.30, go home, change into clothes, drive about a half hour. This was when I had, this was the last Black Friday I worked. I had moved by then. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> drive about a half hour, get there like 5.30, got to give yourself enough time to, to, to get through the traffic, uh, get in, clock in, go to your department, get ready, open the doors at 6.00. You're not getting out there until six the next day, then you might have to work that. And and so that Saturday, I had to work. Let's see, another twelve hours, eleven hours that next Saturday, or that following Saturday, and then Sunday I got off. So it was like it was hectic, man. It was. I I, I do not. Uh, I I I have a a greater sympathy for folks that have to work those crazy hours man because i've did it i've been in their shoes and it's just man and, and you just deal with the uh, constant stream of of folks with bad attitudes mm-hmm. why isn't this i saw it. where's this oh it's you guys don't have it oh how dare you blah 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 blah, blah. and you better hope you got some co-workers to to kind of help you out because <clears throat> there was one year that i didn't and it was just me until a certain time and then somebody else came in to help me out but by that time it was already winding down, so I mean, you know, it's it's See, it's crazy working retail. At at that point, I'd be like, yeah, you know what? I'll work the retail holiday day, you know, holiday weekends, or I'll even work Christmas or what have you, Boxing Day, Black Friday, whatever you want. But I'm not going in there without riding here. <laughs> the the now, so <clears throat> I know that sound. It, it seems like I'm saying a lot of negative things, but the one positive thing is it goes by like like that like i snap my fingers nobody can see that but it goes by very fast like it you know the only time that it slowed down is when nobody was there when it got to be three and two three in the morning and you're tired and you're worn down and i was probably on like my second or third can of monster just trying to stay awake because my body's used to being asleep or at, starting to sleep by about two at two three in the morning and yeah. uh <clears throat> and i'm like uh i'm winding down winding down Get a couple scragglers. You'd usually put stock out, and then you usually make sure the floor's clean and um, and all that. But it goes by quick, you know. Come about, like I said, four thirty, five. You start getting a little bit more people and a little bit more of a rush, and uh, and then it's it's uh, it's smooth sailing. You get about an hour, and then you know it, it's it's uh if you can brave it and you have a, a very strong personality. And you can take people being a bit rude as long as you can dish it back a little bit. Um, Just not too much. But no, you don't. You don't want to overdo it. Uh, but you know, it's it's not as horrible as it may seem. It goes by pretty fast depending on what you're doing, you know. And and uh, I, I enjoyed the experience of doing it for the years that I did do it, and I wouldn't take it back. It it taught me a lot about people. It showed you the 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 lengths that folks will go to for some chintzy TV, and it makes you think like. Man, I'm glad I don't have that that sort of personality to want to try to like get that cheap TV as early as possible. So, well, that's I, me. I don't know. That's I mean that's that's the thing about you know holiday weekends. They're just in a way they're soul crushing. But since we're here to talk about Christmas and right. more so the holidays, <laughs> what right. what are you looking for? Like, what do you look forward to on Christmas every year? So. My one of my so my two favorite things. I have two things. The first is I have an annual Christmas party every year, and I get family and friends, and 
we all sit around and talk and there'll be friends I, I don't see except that one time a year. Um, <clears throat> but we'll sit around and talk and, and, uh, drink, eat, be merry, the whole nine. And I love that. I love the fact of just getting together with people, um, giving them gifts, hanging out, you know, me and my friends doing shots together, eating big sandwiches. Uh, this year I think I'm going to try to get a fruit cake. I've never had one. So I want to, I want to try one, see what all the fuss is about. Uh, and then second, because now that I'm a parent, seeing my child like this year, I think too, is going to be really great for him because he's getting a little bit older. He's starting to know what all this is. Seeing his face on Christmas morning when he sees all the presents that Santa left him, not me, it's Santa Claus, left him, uh, and seeing that big old grin on his face and how happy he is because waking out of slumber and seeing presents, let me tell you, there's nothing better for a child. Nothing. I mean, that was one of my, uh, when I was a child, my father would come in and wake me up and he would go, Santa's been here. I'd jump out of bed. Like nobody's business. I mean, whew, be in there and like, whoa, and there'd be all these gifts. And, and they don't uh, have your name on it, I, right? I can't wait. <laughs> most of them. Most of them. <clears throat> um, but, uh, you know, and then leaving the, the cookies and milk out and then carrots for the reindeer. Yeah. And seeing there were, there were eight, you know. Um, but I can't wait this year to see uh, my son's face. Just it, that, it's all worth it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all, it's all worth it seeing that. And, and the thing is, I don't, I don't have to get anything for Christmas. I don't need any gifts, yeah. you know, just, just seeing that and then having my friends and family around. And, Cause that, that's really what it's all about. In my opinion, it's about the friends, the family, the camaraderie, um, listening to Christmas music together, watching Christmas movies together, just being with each other. It's not so much about the gifts. Gifts are cool. Don't get me wrong. I don't mind receiving a couple things here and there. And, uh, I, I love giving. And, you know, it, it, I think it's better to give, actually, because it's it's like seeing that person open the gift you got them, knowing they want it or don't knowing they want it, but then they wanted it when they opened it. That surprise look on their face, oh, my God, that's the best thing ever. It's great. It's great. You know, it's it's such a really um, a really cool thing, you know, to, to, see, to see that kind of joy. And I think, to be honest, man, the world is just a bit nicer. Take away the retail aspect of it. Because yep. retail, let me tell you folks something out there. Don't let the media fool you about Christmas and retail because retail is always like that. It just, they just don't hype it up as much. But, uh, but it's just, I feel like the world is a little, or at least in the U.S., is a little bit better because of Christmas. It's like people kind of eschew that sort of negativity and they kind of focus on being a little bit better human beings. And, and I mean a little bit, like, like 0.00007%. But for like five uh, seconds, they're just that much nicer. Right. And, and it's, it's good. And, you know, and, and, you know, here we have the, the Salvation Army kettles. They're like these, uh, where you can give money to folks that don't have as, as, oh, yeah. have it as we, good as you do. We have those here too. Nice. Um, I like to put, I like to put a little bit of money in there. I'm not going to, and I, and I hate to say that because I don't like to, to put myself up there like, I do this. But I, that's a part of Christmas I love is just hearing the bell ring like, oh, yeah, I got some change in my pocket. Or I got a couple I got a couple bucks. I'm going to throw that in there. Because, you know, in, in my opinion, I've always been blessed enough to have great Christmases. You know, I've never not uh, – I've never had to go without food or wondering where I'm going to sleep or, you know, a lot of hardships that folks go through. So – being able to to give back and you know donate money 
you know, money's just money at the end of the day. I mean, I know it's like, what are you, uh, but I mean, at the end of the day, you can't, can't take it with you when you die. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you can improve somebody's life, even for just a bit, you know, a lot of folks, then they're down on their luck, man. And, and we all have been, you know, not doing so well, but many of us haven't been to that level. So being able to just say, yeah, you know, it's, it's, you know, if I had more money, I'd give more. But, uh, but like I said, I don't want to toot my own horn here. I really didn't want to say that, but I just, I think it's a good part of Christmas to be perfectly honest with you. Well, I, I think, and that's pretty much the message around not only Christmas, but any sort of holiday or even life in general is to not, not to necessarily give more, but to give in general is to, right. is to receive an abundance of I mean, what you give you will get back, say, tenfold. Right. Now, right. You, you mentioned a little earlier Christmas music, and we'll get to that in a second, but Christmas nice. movies. So yes. what is your favorite Christmas movie? So let me see, because I, I have one. Or what makes you feel uh, all warm and fuzzy, basically? Oh, man. Uh, it's definitely A Christmas Carol. Um, probably the one with Reginald Owens. There's, there's wow. three or four of them. There's one with, um, there's Reginald Owens, Alistair Sims. There's an older one than that. And I forget the guy's name that he's in it. Um, I've actually seen the 19, man, it's really old. It's silent. It's silent movie old. It's called Marley's ghost. It's silent film. Old. Oh, wow. Like, okay. And that's floating around on YouTube if anybody wants to watch it. But, um, I've seen that one, um, but my favorite's Reginald Owens, uh, just because I, I it's so if any, if anybody doesn't know what Scrooge is by now, and I I, I hope you guys know what it's been out, but uh, but it's about an old miser and he's basically visited by a partner of his that's dead, and uh, he comes back and says, hey, you know, if you don't change the way you're going, man, it's gonna be bad for you. It's gonna be bad when you die. Look at me. This is what happened to me. And uh, so he goes through some some uh, some trials with spirits and comes out better for it. And it's always uh, my, my favorite part. And so it almost brings tears to my eyes because it's it's that just awesome when you can see that he's finally reformed. His face is different. His being is different. It's like all these years he's finally realized that man, I've been kind of a jerk. No, not kind of. I've been a real jerk. And just seeing the transition of it and how thankful he is to be alive and how thankful he is to uh to to be able to take his money now and give it to to a good cause and, and help folks that are less fortunate like tiny tim to me it, it gets me and it's just the way that actor is in that movie um it's it's uh it you know it's it's something special. It's that's the magic of Christmas. I believe that Christmas is a magical time where people can change their ways. And I think that he embodies that to the core and just seeing that face and, you know, knowing that he doesn't deserve that. He knows it. He's like, I don't, I don't deserve any of this. I don't deserve to be so happy, but then it changes him and he starts just being a better person. So that one is, is, key to me i watch it every single year i've watched it every single year since i was a kid and i'll watch it every single year till i die because it's it's just that great of a movie it's fantastic i love it wouldn't wouldn't nothing else can even come close to be perfectly honest i know that well i've seen several i've 
well, obviously, like, Scrooge and A Christmas Carol mm-hmm. have been done about a million times over. Oh, yeah. And I've, oh, yeah. I've seen several versions. I think I've seen the Muppet version of A Christmas Carol. <laughs> I, I've seen... Bill Murray was in Scrooge, which is basically just a Hollywood yep. adaptation of it for, like, the 90s audiences. Or Yeah, that was an early 90s movie. But I think, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, my one of my favorite versions of A Christmas Carol is the Disney version from about 2009 with Jim Carrey. Now, while I am not a big Jim Carrey fan whatsoever, I, I really just never thought he was that good of an actor. Mm-hmm. I do really enjoy that one. I think that one is fantastic. I agree with you. I saw that in the theater in 3D. It was pretty cool. I did, I did too. It was cool. I did too. Nice. When it, when it came out. I, um, I will never get behind the just, 3D thing, but that movie for me, I right. was like, yep, this is solid. We're getting it the minute it comes out on digital media or like DVD. Yeah, I got it on Blu-ray. Um, quick correction. The... The the Scrooge that I'm talking about is actually Alistair Sims. He Alistair Sim, I should say. He he's my favorite. And that one was out on December second, nineteen fifty one. The other one I was thinking of that I was drawing a blank on was Seymour Hicks. And that one was I think a probably maybe a little bit older. Because that there's like Marley's Ghost, which was the first, which is silent film. Then I think Seymour Hicks, Reginald Owens, and then Alistair Sims. Um, and then Albert Finney, but that was a musical and I never watched it cause I really don't like musicals much. And then George C. Scott was in the eighties. Now, if you want, if you want one that's kind of like a little bit darker and I don't mean darker, like it's a lot of adult situations, but like kind of gives you that, that gritty, uh, English because Charles Dickens wrote that during a really bad time in the industrial revolution where kids were, working in looms and people were dying of sickness and there was debtors prisons and things like that. Like it was a really just rough time for a lot of folks. Charles Dickens wrote that book as kind of a, a, a light of hope in dark times. And <clears throat> the, um, the, the, the aspect of it being dark and being like, you could tell that it, it was rough living. I think it's portrayed the best, um, in that in that version now each one this is a thing um if you're like me and you've seen multiple versions i've pretty much seen all of them except maybe two or three one the musical because i like i said i don't like musicals um but you always have favorite characters from each one so like alistair sims i like the um i like scrooge i like tiny tim and i like um it's, it's one of the ghosts. But then in the uh, – what I don't like is the Ghost of Christmas past because in a lot of them, it's a woman. And in the Red Zone Owens one, she's like young and – because she's past. She's, she's young. She's youthful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she's a lot more kinder and gentler. In the Alistair Sims one, it's an old dude. And I'm like, ah, come on, old dude. And he's wearing one of those old school bed gowns that they used to wear in England, you know, back then. And uh, you kind of mix and match. I've talked with my my mom. She's a real big fan of these movies too. And uh, me and my mom would talk about who we would put in place. Is that like, where you get? The, is that is that where you get your love of those movies from? Is it from your mom? Actually, it's from both parents. I get a love of Christmas from my father, who's Mister Christmas. He already has his house decked. The house is decorated. Pops is ready to go. 
he makes feather trees, like official feather trees. He gets the goose feathers in and makes the, the wooden. He gets the dowel rods. He makes all that. He does these. These. He's the real deal. He's Mr. Christmas. Um, I get my love of Christmas from him because my dad's favorite movie, which I also really love, is It's a Wonderful Life. Another fantastic movie. Um, but Christmas Carol just edges it out. Just just by a bit. Not by much, but by a bit. Um, but yeah, I get my love of, of Christmas from him. And then some of the movies from my mom. And then just... Uh, it, I had a good Christmas upbringing. I'll say that. I will say that. I, well, I think that's... That's a, a good way to look at things, because, I mean, I did too, granted, there's a, a bit of a, an age gap between you and I, but mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed Christmas when I was a kid, and I, I not that I, I don't have any kids, I'm not married, but I think, you know, even as an adult, the older you get, the more you appreciate the little things, and that rings very true, especially for me around Christmas time, where it's just like, I don't need the materialistic stuff. I just need the time. People will ask me all the time, like, what do you want for Christmas? And it's just, I don't need anything materialistic. I just want time with my family and my friends and those that are closest to me and those that I care about the most. I mean, I know, like, when it comes to, say, the movies and things like that, like, my favorite Christmas movie is Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Nice. And, I mean, granted, if... And I, I've asked people this in terms of like doing this show or even, you know, off the air. Like, if I could say, live a Christmas movie 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year for the rest of my life, like it would be Home Alone 2 just to rummage around in Mr. Duncan's toy chest. Like the, the toy store that's in that movie. I, I would just mm-hmm. rummage, right. I would rummage around in that store. Yeah. As much as I could, if I could live that movie basically 24 hours a day. Um, now, I like the first one better, just because it was the first of its kind. And like you know, when, when you're a kid, it, it's a kid. You like it for kid reasons. But as you get older, like now, when I watch the first one, I'm like, you would have killed them dudes. The paint can to the head, mm-hmm. you're done. Driven a nail through their foot, it's over. You're stepping on broke Christmas ornaments. You drive. <laughs> He had a blowtorch burn the top of, the, of Joe Pesci's head. Yep. That hat he was wearing would have melted into his flesh. That would have cooked his brain. Yep. I love it. It's but great. I, it's so like it's so over the top. It's great. I, I love the Home Alone movies. I re- except anything after the second one is awful because it's not Macaulay Culkin anymore. Yeah. And you're like, who is this weird kid? You know. I, well, um, you know that's, I was I was so surprised to find out, and this was like just a couple of years ago. That there are actually like five movies in the Home Alone franchise. Uh, all I heard you say is there are two Home Alone movies in the franchise. That's all I heard you say. No, well, Did you say you, you said two, right? I well, two that should legally just count, and then that's where it should end. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Like I remember when the third one came out. I think I don't know whether I went to see it. I may have, but I remember getting it on VHS. It, it doesn't hold up. It doesn't hold the candle to the first two. I, grant, no. I just, again, this is probably just a Disney thing where they're like, Home Alone is a recognized name. Let's just pump out as many as we can. And they've pumped out five. And with the advent of Disney Plus, they're planning a Home Alone reboot. 
why i don't know but it's it's probably just a cash grab did you did you ever hear the theory that that uh kevin McAllister is actually jigsaw i did yeah crazy i mean i I believe it yeah (laughs) if you you really think about it like the things that he does i mean granted okay i can sort of see why he does it to just either protect himself and or like stop you know, Harry and Marv, the Wet Bandits, or the Sticky Bandits, or whatever they're calling themselves anymore. <laughs> These days? Yeah. The geriatric bandits? There you go, yeah. <laughs> just a whole bunch of geritol, and just make sure your hip's not out of joint, right? <laughs> but, but, like, I, I would, again, I agree with you, because it just, it, it makes perfect sense. Where, like, the things that he does in those two films, you just, like, this kid's sadistic. Like, he's crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> like, dude, you... Like, you know, the, the thing is, is like... Uh, the old man at the end that hits, that, that hits him with shovels. That's not even that bad. Considering what that kid does. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, he puts grease on the... No, he ices the steps yep. down to the, to the basement. Bro, that that you you you've killed the guy at that point. Because the way he falls, it you're getting something broken, something's getting lacerated, you got nails through feet, torches on heads, you dropped an iron on the guy's face. Yeah. It's like, dude, that's a wrap. Like he's dead. <laughs> well, like I remember, I was watching um a couple of videos on I think it was the 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 second Home Alone movie where a like medical professionals like doctors or surgeons were basically oh, yeah, I saw that too. We're di- we're diagnosing the injuries and it's like you know, he'd have a compound fracture, probably like a cracked skull. He'd yeah. probably be in ICU for a while. Like <laughs> it's okay. this is what stunt doubles are for. Okay. Right. And and the thing is, I I haven't seen the second home alone in, in, in a very long time. A long, long time. I have the first one on Blu ray. I got it really cheap because I've been wanting to watch it. And um, I started watching with my son, I think, two Christmases ago. And as a parent, I'm watching this, I'm like, yeah, you're a little too young for this. You're a little too young for this one. We're going we're gonna to return to this later. I don't want you getting any crazy ideas. Probably when you're like but, 12. Um, yeah, a little bit older. I think I watched it when I was about that. I, I Now, see, I'm, I'm old enough to remember when it first came out. Yeah. And I watched it then. It probably came out, like you said, around 92, maybe 93. Maybe a little bit later. So I was old enough. I think the first one came out in 90. And then the second one. So I was 10. Yeah. And then the second one came out in 92. Because I remember I was. I saw the. I probably didn't see the. the, I saw the second one first. And then uh, I think. Because that came out. I was about three. But I, I think I saw it off of. I don't want to call it pay-per-view, but back in the day, like, you had to pay for movies off, like, the movie network or something. Oh, yeah, they still do that. They still do that. So, <clears throat> I think that's how I saw it for, like, the first time, and I, I think I still have the, like, the, the tape that I, I used to record it off of TV. So, how old were you in 92? Three. Jeez! I, I wasn't even, I wasn't even in wow. kindergarten. So I, I was probably I, yeah. Well, I'm only 30. I just turned 30 earlier this year. Jeez, but crazy. Um, I don't I don't know whether I saw it for the first time when I was three, but I I would venture a guess to say I was probably like four, maybe five, the first time I saw it. <clears throat> no, yeah, like I said, I don't I don't remember much of the second one. 
I'll probably end up rewatching it because it's been such a long time since I've seen it. Um, but that's a, that's a that's an interesting thing that you that's your favorite Christmas movie. That's really interesting. Well, there's that, and like I'm a I'm a big fan of like Hallmark movies because like, they're just I know they're complete campiness and complete cheese, but I love that stuff. Like I'm a big fan of say the Batman series from the '60s with Adam West and Burt Ward, and again that is complete cheese. So I mean I'm into the campy, cheesy, just over the top. Stuff. Maybe that's why I'm a fan of wrestling. I don't know. Um. Now, same goes for me. Like, I watch the Hallmark movies. I have I have no shame. Now, usually they're on a couple other channels now, but um, but I've seen a couple, and they're Christmassy, so it's fine, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, and I also like the old Batman because the old Batman stuff, and you can watch with your children, which is nice because a lot of uh, a lot of today's stuff you can't. So it's cool to be able to watch. And, like, the funny thing I, th- I think about Batman, um, before we get back into the holidays, mm. is Batman just drives through the city. He'll just park his Batmobile in front of City Hall, like, we'll be right back. And, they like, they don't secure it. Anybody could just steal the Batmobile. <laughs> just take the steering wheel. Oh, just man. take the steering wheel with you. That's all you have to do. <laughs> I mean, probably, probably they're climbing up the buildings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, granted, you probably couldn't do that on a 1959, like, Lincoln future concept car, but... Yeah, I'm sure one can imagine. I mean, it's Batman, right? He could do that. I mean, if you've got shark repellent spray, you can take the steering wheel out of your car. <laughs> shark repellent spray. <laughs> oh, man. Good since, since we were on the topic of movies and things like that, let's switch over to music. Do you have any favorite songs or albums, or is there an artist that either created an original or a cover song that you really enjoy with? Your family? Now, this, my favorite, my, so I have two favorite Christmas songs. One, my all-time favorite, is from a gentleman by the name of Jackie Gleason, who used to be the star in The Honeymooners. It's an old show from back when. Long before I was born, funny enough. Mm. Uh, he actually had his own orchestra, as a lot of folks back then did. And he has a song called Late in December. I definitely recommend people check it out. There's no singing. It's, it's all just like his orchestra playing. By far my favorite Christmas music just because it just puts me in that mood. After that, Nat King Cole, um, the Christmas song, uh, because I, Nat King Cole is one of my favorite artists of all time. The voice, the melody, it's, it's just, it's good music. I, I'm a big fan of the old standards. I like the, the Bing Crosby's, the Burl Ives, the, uh, Dean the Martin. Dean Martin, yep. Frank, Frank Sinatra. Sinatra. I don't, yeah, I, I don't do new Christmas music. Like, it's just, I can't get into it. It's just horrible, in my opinion. If you like it, or somebody else likes it, hey, it's fine. But, uh, but you can always, you can always hit me with the, with the Bing Crosby's, like I said, um, the Andy Williams, the, uh, the Ray Conniff singers. My music knowledge goes pretty deep. So, from, and that's, like I said, great parents growing up. I have a diverse, uh, musical collection. Uh, but like I said, uh, the Christmas song um, and uh, late in December, Nat King Cole and, and Jackie Gleason, those two fantastic songs. I, I will have to add them to my own uh, Christmas and holiday playlist. Please, and I, then let me know what you think. I will, because like personally, my favorite Christmas song is Christmas and Hollis by Run DMC. <laughs> it's just again campiness 
complete cheese over the top. And I think that's what most Christmas music is. It's just campy and over the top and complete cheese. So, like, it's just, I don't know why that usurped right into, like, the, as the front runner is my favorite Christmas song, but I think maybe I performed it at a talent show one year, or I performed it at one of my uh, Christmas shows years ago. If anybody I, has that footage, send it to me. Yeah, exactly. Shoot that out to me. Exactly. Well, there you go. Just, you know, if I hit it, if I hit the big time, like, he'll just air that on, like, all the big four <laughs> networks, and I'm like, well, you know, it was a really difficult time in my life. I needed the money. <laughs> but it, I don't, I don't nah, nah, so you're, you're, you're looking at it negatively. Nah, we'll put it out, and then people will be like, oh my god, the unreleased hit. The, yes. I gotta get that in my collection. It was It'll in, sell out. It was in the, in the, in the greatest hits vault, right? Just hit, just waiting. That'll come out. People be like, man, that was before he was famous. Now he's famous. I'll pay a hundred bucks for it. It's done. You're done, Rich. Hundred rolling bucks, money. Hundred bucks for a single, for just one single. Yeah, there you one, go. One single. You, you'll have you'll 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 be you'll have Scrooge McDuck money. You'll be swimming in. Though, if you really tried to jump in a vault full of coins, you'd crack your skull open. But hey, chances are, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, like I'd have to call nine one one and all that, and do <laughs> just sort of like, how'd this happen? You don't want to know. Can we just load me up and go, please? So. You, Folks out in Raylan, you see the the, the, the difference. You know, <clears throat> he likes to song by Run DMC. That's I wouldn't consider that newer, in my opinion. By the way, I would consider that to be. I mean, because I enjoy that song too, because I grew up in that era. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I like the old standards. So there's a, there's a there's a wide range of awesome Christmas music. You know that that doesn't. You know, it, it, like you said, Christmas music is is Christmas music. Just you know, if you like it, you like it. That's all there is to it. Yeah, and. You know, I don't, I, I can't say that I mind most covers of Christmas songs, but there are a few where I'm just like, can we put this away? Because it should have just stayed unreleased. Granted, I, I know. <laughs> Last Christmas. <laughs> yeah, okay, and I, I, I will, I will full on admit this because it's my show. I am not the biggest fan of Last Christmas. I, I am not. I just, it's one of those songs where if somebody says you have to add it to your playlist, I'm like, then I don't need a playlist. It, <laughs> it just, it, if I have to add it to my playlist to make it complete, like then my playlist will forever be incomplete. I, I can, I can, I can deal with the actual original, the Wham version. Mm-hmm. I can deal with that, but I cannot deal with the 500 other remixes of it because the original is the original. I'm not the biggest fan. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, I can I can stomach it for right now, right? But like, they did so many covers of that song, and I just my <laughs> my co-host Spider, he hates that song because we worked the same series. Mm-hmm. And one time they played it like back to back to back. They played the original. They played, I think it was, I think Taylor Swift did a version of it, and then they did one in Spanish. <laughs> So like for like that entire month, I think I I would like randomly post that song on his Facebook wall <laughs> just to get a rise out of him. Yeah, yeah, it was it was great. But but I agree with you. That song is like one of my least favorite uh, cover songs. Like because they've done it so many times. Like leave it alone. Yeah, I don't think there's another song they've done that much in terms of like you know they they'll do like 
silver bells and things like that. But that song, that's stuff anybody can do, right? Last Christmas isn't an old song. It's a relatively new 80s kind of thing. So they cover it so much. And it's just like ugh, the duets are the worst. Like I, I don't I, – I, You know, like somebody I, I don't <laughs> – I don't mind, and I, I think it's actually really good when it comes to, you know, singing and putting out records. Seth MacFarlane. You know, You're he, talking about the family guy, dude? Mm-hmm. He can actually sing. Because I think he's a, a classically trained singer, aside from what he does with Family Guy. But he can actually sing. And he's he put out one of my favorite albums, I think, either... I think it was 2017 or the year before that. But... It's it's actually a really good. I mean, granted, yes, it's mainly cover songs again, but because he's a classically trained singer, it's actually, in my opinion, really well done. Huh? That's a really. I mean, I've heard him do like Frank Sinatra style singing, so that's cool, man. I, I mean, if, I mean, if you're gonna check anything out like that's newish, I mean, I would I would check him out, and if you want like some Canadian content in there, uh, there's. A, uh, a Toronto jazz singer. He's he's mainly he mainly does shows overseas, but he does come home uh, constantly to do to tour and do shows. Matt Dusk. He um he's put out a lot of good quality holiday stuff. And I mean, if you can stomach Michael Bublé, then he's put out some stuff as well. But I would say if you're gonna if you're going to stray away a little bit from, say, like the classics, which I doubt that you probably will. I'm old. I'm old, man. <laughs> there's not that much of a difference, the age difference between you and I, you know. But No, not really. But if, if you're going to stray at any point, like I suggest, why not check out either Seth MacFarlane's uh, holiday album. I forget the name of it, to be honest with you. I'd have to look it up. But his holiday album... Uh, and then you got Matt Dusk, who put out a holiday album, I think, either 2016 or 2017. And I think it's simply entitled Holiday, but they're, they're both pretty solid albums, in my opinion, that have come out in recent years. I'll definitely check that out. That's awesome. Thanks for the, thanks for the, uh, the musical hookup, so to speak. Yeah, no worries. I mean, when you listen to Christmas music year-round, like I do, because, you know, sanity knows no boundaries. <laughs> I can't do that. Like some people can. My so um <clears throat> I will I, I'll give you an insight. Hmm. So the most depressing day of the year is December twenty sixth. The most depressing day of the year. Um that's why every December twenty sixth I have to do something. I have to be with family. I can't be by myself. Not because I'll do anything drastic, but just because like this super depression hits. Because you get all of this beautiful awesomeness, and then it's over in a day. It's done. Yeah. It's done. And so, so I get You go right back to normal, yeah. Yeah, and I, and I can't do it. So I have to have people around me. Because I, I don't take the tree down. I don't, I don't get rid of the tree until December or usually January 2nd, 1st or 2nd. Because after January 1st, man, in Ohio, it's dump. It's a trash can. All it does is snow, and it's cold. And then you're just miserable for at least three good months, January, February, March. Uh, the end of March is pretty good, and April gets pretty nice. May is fantastic. Um, <clears throat> but December 26th. After that, I don't want to hear see no more Christmas movie, movies. 
I don't want to watch anymore or listen anymore Christian music. I have to cut it off there. And I can't, I, I can't do it anymore because it's over, yeah. you know, and then you're just, just in this weird, sad funk for like, usually for me, it takes a month because, you know, it's, it's just, it's, I don't know. I, I kind of wish that in the States we would move Christmas to January 26th or January 25th because A, we would get snow on Christmas. We rarely get that here. Um, and B, it would be easier to ride out February and March. Be simple. It'd be real easy. But uh, but I see where they don't do it because of fourth quarter and, and all that like retail stuff. Yeah. Which is one of the big reasons why. See, I come um, from the in school Russia, thought, I think they actually do that. I, I come from the school of thought where Christmas should be moved in July. Oh, I think we talked about this. I, just, I disagree. 1,000% I disagree. Well, because, like, okay, I love Christmas. I admitted that because, A, this is a holiday episode and I do have right, my right. own holiday themed Christmas account on Instagram and Facebook, so go follow at me for the holiday. You should for those go follow that. Are interested. Do that. But I co-sign that. Go do that. See? Robert agrees with me, so therefore you should go do it. You should also go listen to his show, This Uncanny Earth, on your favorite podcast app and player of choice, by the way. But Oh, you stop it. <laughs> you should. I mean, you did come on the show so I could plug your stuff, so I figure I might as well. True, true. Can but, I do the same for you, buddy? But I figure, like, because, yes, I love Christmas. Yes, it's my favorite time of year. Yes, I think about it 365 days a year. But I am not the biggest fan of snow. I, I do not like snow. I do not like ice. It's it's a pain to have to deal with in terms of, like, getting around. Um, because I usually... But the two are intertwined, though. you got to have snow on Christmas. Like, I, like I've told people, it could snow on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Those two days. After that, bye. Get out. December 26th, I'll tell you what would ease my depression. If we jump from snow to Hawaii weather within a day. <laughs> within a day, yeah. That's probably not, that, right? I that mean, wouldn't be great. In terms of, you have to wonder, like, how's that happening? But, uh, let's global, go global warming is 30. Global warming is real. I, I mean, let's it, go, because it, it's about 30 when it snows, when you, when you get a good snow. Yeah. It's roughly about 30-some-odd. Well, I don't know how it is in Celsius. 30, 30 like, Fahrenheit, uh, yeah. Okay, so you're probably looking about, like, I don't know, minus 4, minus 5. Yeah. So the best thing about that is the simple fact that during that time, um, <clears throat> it snows great. That's that's heavy snow. You'll get, like, a really good snow. But, uh, but the, so the next day, it just hits about 85. Yeah. Which is which is <laughs> probably which is probably about like thirty degrees Celsius where we are. So it's about eighty five ninety where you guys are. I and mean, that would be perfect. I mean in that in that respect I can't argue with having snow at Christmas time. If we just went Christmas Eve, Christmas Day and we had all the snow that we were gonna get for winter and then by right. December twenty sixth, Boxing Day in Canada, it was gone and we were out either like shopping or whatever seeing family in like our oversized hawaiian t-shirt or hawaiian shirts with yes. like a golf yes. visor on and like sunglasses and shorts and sandals like that would be that would be perfect merry christmas okay great can we just fast forward to summer now give, give me my summer, give me my summer weather on december 26th and then you can have whatever else you want yeah you know what i'll, I'll even i'll even throw this in it can snow from Thanksgiving to Christmas. I'll give it a month. 
because that's a good time. You know, you get to take a sleigh ride. You get to have snowball fights, build igloos, build snowmen, because that's fun. I like doing that in the wintertime. Like, when it comes February and it's snowing, I got to go outside. I'll get cabin fever. So I go outside and just play in the snow. Yeah. <clears throat> so you're just a big kid at heart, though, that's all. Yeah, of course. That's a man that knows how to live. Age is nothing but a number, kids, I'll tell you. No. But uh, quickly, as, as we as we wrap up here, um, oh. now you know that. Believe me, I could talk to you about this forever. But same Christmas will get here eventually, and we'll probably still be on this call. And I'll, I'll just, you know, it's like how am I going to get through a month worth of editing? But it's you know that like I would spend if I if I could spend the rest of my life as a Christmas movie, I would spend it. Basically stuck in Home Alone too, just for Duncan's toy nice. chest. Nice. But what about you? What would you like to? Mm. What movie would you like to basically spend the rest of your life replaying or being stuck in? Ah, uh, see, that's tough because I don't want. I, I definitely am not gonna say um, <clears throat> a Christmas Carol because that was a hard life, man. Like you had to, you had to, like you, you had to work super hard and life where you just people got sick and there wasn't really a lot of medicine going around so definitely not a christmas carol um let me think 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 that's a tough one that's a real tough one leave, leave it to me to give you the tough questions right 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 asking the hard-hitting questions <laughs> let me tell you something brother um if i had to pick so i don't know how many people will know this movie and I'm kind of looking it up right now to make sure I have the right one because I get I always get it confused with another movie that has somebody else in it. Um, I want to make sure it's the right one before I before I do it. Okay, so <clears throat> there's a movie called Holiday Affair. It's a 1949 movie with Robert Mitchum as the lead. Um, that era, that kind of like. So I would like to live in that post-war, post-World War II era. Um, that's when science fiction started hitting its like awesome stride when you had shows um, like um, uh, Tales of Tomorrow and things like that. But the movie is just so Christmassy and it it's kind of about this this uh, lady whose husband died. And I forget if he died in the war, but uh, her and her son, um, she's, she's raising her son as a single parent. And she ha she has a kind of a boyfriend, but then she meets Robert Mitchum and starts falling for him. So then at the end, pretty much those two get together. But the whole atmosphere and aesthetic of it, the old toys, the old way of life, that's where that's probably the movie I would want to live in. Because to me, that is, is kind of like the era I would love to live in regardless, N not Christmas related even, just because I think America at the time and Obviously, the whole segregation aspect, that sucks. I'm not going to say that wasn't a horrible time for us. But I think if that wasn't if, – if, like, say people were just – if that never happened, right, but the same aspect of society with the uh, the American-made goods, the sort of more American kinship, the – You're going through, like, America's uh, boom period at that point. Yeah, and to me, I think that would be the ideal. The music was great. The, the movies – when people made movies – <clears throat> a lot of the actors could dance and sing so there's a lot more talent it wasn't just like a couple people like you know uh, a robert pattinson in a twilight kind of film it was people that could kind of do all around yeah you had um, people like but, gene kelly and 
right, sort of like right, Fred Astaire. Fred Astaire and, yeah. Right, right. But the science fiction is really what – because then you have like Area 51. You have the Roswell incident. You have all of this kind of – because the atomic bomb test – I won't get into that. We can talk about that on another show. But, uh, but that era – and like the toys were cool looking. You know, Tonka trunks were metal, like the, the, the trucks, the toys were metal. They weren't cheap plastic. Um, I don't know. It's just I think that way of living was, was a really awesome time, um, especially around Christmas. If anybody's ever seen A Christmas Story, which is it's just another great one. Uh, and Dude, funny, your funny eye story. Out, you know, some of that, I think, I forget where it was filmed, but it was filmed in Canada. Some of it was filmed in Canada. But a good chunk of it was actually filmed in Cleveland. In Cleveland, Ohio. Really? The Yeah. So the school that they show in the movie, that was filmed in Canada. But the house where he, where, you know, in the movie where he's, you know, playing with his brother stuff, that was shot in Cleveland. I've been to the house. You actually, there's actually, a, you can go on a tour of the Christmas Story house. You can climb in the cupboard where, where, uh, where Randy was hiding. Um, and this is where the lamp thought, was. Yeah. Yeah. They have a lamp there. They have Do the lamp. They? Set up, yeah. I, we went during the summertime. I actually, cool. I actually have the, uh, a Christmas sweater with that, with the lamp, like front and center. My dad has the lamp. <laughs> Does it? Wow. I've, I've actually, like, there, there are a couple pieces of uh, Christmas sort of like clothing and/or memorabilia that I have that are actually really cool. Like, I have the the lamp from uh, a Christmas story on a, a, an ugly Christmas sweater. I've also got a, nice. a, a necktie. With that same lamp and same design uh, that I got from like a, a not, it's like a, it's a it's your standard necktie. Like you can wear it to a nine to five or right. an, an office shelf if you want. And like it's got that design and it's sort of like I got it from like a novelty store, but it's it's still it's it's really cool. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So <clears throat> you know, uh, if you ever if you ever make it out to Ohio, first of all, you're invited to the Christmas party. I appreciate you know, it. If you ever if you ever make it out this way, um, and second, if you ever make it out, you should definitely check the house out. It's cool. It's really small. The way the house is built, I don't know how they did it in the movie. They did they they did it the front. I think the front of the house might have been different, like filmed somewhere else. But the inside, it's crazy because the house is half a house. It looks like. I can't really explain. You would actually have to be there, but like, it looks like half of a house. So I think the front of the house in the movie was filmed at a separate location, but the inside of the house <clears throat> was filmed there. And you can see their bedrooms, you can see the kitchen, you can see the cupboard where Randy hid, and like I said, the the, the where uh, Rafi opened up his presents, and yeah, it's pretty cool. It, it's it's pretty cool. Good stuff. I mean, I'll have to put that on my bucket list to make sure that. One of these days, I make it out to Ohio just to see the house. I think one of the other ones for me would—I don't even know if it's still operable—but I would want to go see the the Home Alone house in like Illinois, like if that's still open or if I can. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If I if I can somehow like slip like a fifty dollar bill to the owner, like hey, you mind if I just take a quick tour <laughs> by myself? I think if they own that house, you're gonna have to pay more than fifty bucks. I, I would think, but just for like, come on, man, I'm a big fan and why not, like. It's Christmas. I, like, I could probably play on the strings at that point, but who knows? You'd probably, yeah, you're probably right. I'd have to pay more than 50 bucks, but it was worth, it'd be worth a shot anyway. <laughs> but, um. Hey, you want to reenact the scenes? No. No, no, it's cool. I mean, you, you can do that for free. I'll watch. 
<laughs> but Robert, as always, it's it's been a real pleasure having you on the show again. Thank you for either sure. like sure. liking me enough to come back and or just liking self torture <laughs> enough to come back. But it's been real fun, and uh, have a happy Thanksgiving and a Merry Christmas to you and your family and you know your your wife and son. I hope you guys have the merriest of Christmases and the happiest of New Years. It's been a real pleasure. Of course, you guys can go check out Robert's show, This Uncanny Earth, on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast app and player of choice. They're also on Spreaker, so check them out wherever they are available. Rate them five stars, like them, because they are good people. And I was on the show not too long ago, so you can check that episode out as well. And uh, Robert, thank you once again for coming on the show. It was a real pleasure, my friend. Just want to give a big shout out to the Beats and Speaks podcast for once again having me. A happy Thanksgiving, Lee, to you, yours, your mom, your family. A Merry Christmas to you, your mom, your family, your friends, your loved ones. Um, I hope it's the best Christmas you've ever had. Uh, much love for having me on. It's always a pleasure. I can't wait to come back and do this again. And uh, I can't wait to have you on about mid-December where we're going to talk about kind of the same stuff, but we'll talk about a couple different things. Um, I think we're going to talk about some of our favorite Christmas decorations, some of our Christmas traditions that we do, and uh, just some all-around festive cheer. So bring your eggnog and bring your A-game because it's going to be holly and it's going to be jolly. Not going to lie, I'm not a big fan of egg- eggnog, so I'll tell you what, I'll bring like either a black coffee a tea, or just a ton of hot chocolate and, like, swim in it while we're recording the show. As long as you keep your clothes on. This is true, yeah. Just <laughs> I'll, I'll wear a wetsuit when we, re- when we record, yeah. Just cover it all in whipped cream. That's going to go over well. But Robert, <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to lose my lunch, but okay. Sounds good. I mean, yeah, you can't unsee that. <laughs> but anyway, folks, this has been another episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast. That was my guest. Robert Solomon of This Uncanny Earth. Go check it out on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Spreaker, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. But that, again, has wraps up another episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast. I am your host, Lee Dickey. We will see you all and talk to you all next Friday for a brand new episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast. You all have a good one, and we will talk to you soon. Peace. Well, there it is. There you have it. There you go. My interview, another interview with Robert Solomon of This Uncanny Earth right here on the Beats and Speaks podcast, his second appearance in as many weeks. We talked all about Christmas and the holidays. It was a real pleasure to have Robert on again. So, Robert, if you're listening, thank you once again for joining me this week on the Beats and Speaks podcast. It's always a real pleasure and a lot of fun to speak to you, sir. And you are always welcome here. There's always a spot for you. So if you ever want to make another appearance, Please do just reach out. My inbox is always on and my door is always open or my door is always on and my inbox is always open depending on which side of the coin you're looking at that from. But of course, go follow Robert Solomon and his show This Uncanny Earth. Links in the description as to where you can find that. Please do follow this show, The Beats and Speaks Podcast and me, yours truly, Lee T. Dickey. Links in the description as well. Of course, new episodes go live every single Friday at midnight Eastern time on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, my official website, LeeTDickey.com, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Now we're on YouTube as well, so go subscribe to us there under Lee Dickey TV. Links in the description. If you'd like to be a future guest on an episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast, please email me at leetdickey at gmail.com and we will set something up so you can tell your story and you and I I can go back and forth and have a good old-fashioned conversation and you can find yourself and hear yourself 
on a future episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast. Thank you once again for tuning in this week. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you all for 2019. And I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Please do comment, like, share, and subscribe. Leave us reviews on iTunes and your favorite podcast app and player of choice. Of course, you can leave reviews on my official Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Lee T. Dickey, as well as leave reviews on the official Beats and Speaks podcast landing page on my official website over at leetdickey.com. And I will read them out right here on the Beats and Speaks podcast, as well as feature them front and center on my official website. You can follow me on social media at Lee T. Dickey. Links in the description. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you name it, I'm there. Links are in the description. Please do go follow and subscribe and rate us five stars as well on your favorite podcast app and player of choice as that helps us climb in the rankings, which helps us produce more episodes and more content for you guys because I really do enjoy doing this show. But that wraps up another episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast. Of course, I have been your host, Lee Dickey, and it has been an absolute pleasure, an absolute blast to talk to you guys this year, and I will continue to do it in 2020. But thank you once again. Have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year, and all that good stuff. Whatever you're celebrating, may it be a good one. And we will see you next Friday for a brand new episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast. I have been your host, Lee Dickey, and I am signing off. Peace. Tdickey.com